0: We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCACHurch.com. And join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. Something that is opposite of what we were. We were in darkness and now we are in light. We were dead, now we are alive. So don't live in harmony with the world's ideologies and their thoughts. Live in harmony with the word of God because we're being transformed in how we're thinking. Our salvation and our spirit is regenerated and it begins the process to go from natural to super. So how does this work? Watch this. Romans 8, 6, and 7. I know I'm doing a lot of teaching, but I'm gonna get you somewhere, okay? Hold on. The mind governed by the flesh is what? Death. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. In the King James, this talks about the mind being carnal, cannot please God. It's impossible for an ungenerated person to, To think like a regenerated person, they can't do it. No wonder we try to talk to people who are not followers of Christ and they go, I don't get it. I don't understand. You do what? You go to church on Sundays? What? You offer up 10% of your income to God? Why would you do that? You lift your hands and you worship? You let people see you do that? You read the Word? You pray? Yeah, because I'm not a caterpillar, I'm a butterfly. And that's what butterflies do. Our mind has been renewed in Christ. It is no longer hostile to God. We are now friends of God. We now know how to please God, and we please him by letting our minds get continually renewed and transformed. All of my Christian life, God has changed my thinking over and over and over again. It's a non-ending process because I'm being transformed from glory to glory to glory to glory. We are in process until he comes back of becoming more like him in all of our ways, in our thinking especially. Most of our issues in our Christian walk, I tell you what, when I was growing up, we blamed the devil for everything. He got a lot of credit. Remember that old saying, I'm going to give you my age a little bit, but the devil made me do it. Remember that? And the devil's like, I didn't have anything to do with that, but I'll take credit. See, you got to understand the devil is not omnipresent. He's one place at one time. So if he's messing with you, he's leaving seven other billion people alone. Most of us have not had a face-to-face confrontation with the devil. We've had confrontations with evil. We have a confrontation with some of his angels, uh, but we have not had it face-to-face with him. But he gets credit for a lot. Well, why, why, Well, I'll tell you what, I think the devil, <laughs> The devil's most of our problems in our Christian life is not with the devil, it's with our thinking. We're still thinking naturally when we are supernatural in Christ. We're still thinking with natural ways of analyzing and figuring this out. What's the solution? Well, here's the solution. I'm just going to do this, this, and this. And you're thinking naturally. A, A plus B equals C. One plus one equals two. That's the way it works. How many know God's kingdom is not like that? God's kingdom says one plus one is 10,000. Wow, that's, that's messed up. God's word says, hey, you know what? If you can do this, then I can do this. and It's exponential in God's kingdom. And we try to put natural solutions when we should be thinking supernatural solutions. Supernatural. The unreborn, unregenerated mind is at odds with God. But if we have a regenerated spirit, it then should regenerate our soul our mind, our will, and our emotions, then our body becomes under control of our mind, our will, our emotions, and we tell our body what to do. Inside out living. So how does this happen? Look at Second Corinthians 10.5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive. Who does it? We do. Why? Because now we are thinking super, not natural we take captive every thought to make it obedient to christ i cannot nor can you control every thought that comes into your mind sometimes the enemy does put thoughts in our mind evil thoughts we can't control what comes in we have to control what we meditate on what we think on what we dwell on that word meditate, it, I love the, the imagery there, it means I kind of chew on it. You, you ever seen a cow kind of chew on its cud, they'll eat something, and then they'll, they come like, I don't want to be gross, but it kind of regurgitate and chew on it again, then chew on it again, and, and the word of God says we are to meditate on his word and chew on it. Sometimes you, you get a scripture on a Sunday or in your devotions, and it kind of sticks with you, and you, you, you chew that thing again, and you think about it, and you chew on it some more until it begins to give you nutrients and begins to give you life I cannot control what comes in here but I control what stays in here and what I think on because I take it captive with the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit so my spirit gets regenerated now I'm beginning to regenerate my mind my will and my emotions and then my body will follow we've got to live inside out take it captive What flows from the innermost being is one of the terms in the New Testament. This means your bowels. You know, usually we talk about it right here, but it's talking about your gut. Anybody ever have a gut feeling about something? Yeah. If you want to be spiritual, it's called the law of discernment. But sometimes you just got a gut feeling. Something doesn't feel right about this. That can be the Holy Spirit because you've let that word dwell in you and you meditate upon it and all of a sudden something doesn't feel right it doesn't seem right and, and you start praying about it and all of a sudden you realize oh wait a minute the enemy was trying to trick me he was coming in like a, 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 an angel of light but he's really an angel of darkness and I'm glad that the Holy Spirit helped shine light on that so that I could feel the difference and see the difference in my life and I didn't change it so it changes the way we think and then it says to test and approve To test and approve what is the will of God. That word approve means I then allow the will of God to happen in my mind and in my body. You see, our spirit always wants to let the will of God happen. But sometimes our mind, our will, and our emotions won't let that happen. We don't allow it. How many know we have a free choice? Free will. Man, God wants to do something, but my mind goes, Nope, not going to do it. That's not my solution. Remember the guy in the Old Testament? He was a, a proper man, wealthy man, lots of power. And he came to the prophet and he had leprosy. And the prophet said, go dip in the river seven times. You know, sometimes your, your mind goes, what? That's not a solution for leprosy. Give me a potion. You know, give me, give me something else. Don't dip in a muddy, nasty river. And how many, seven, what's the significance of Seven. You see, we get our natural thinking all of a sudden caught up in a supernatural event. We've got to begin to let God renew our minds so that we allow the will of God to happen in our lives. God's will wants to happen, but we have to allow it to happen. We have to make the right decisions, do the right thing, because this battle is spiritual. We need the anointing, don't we? I've talked about the difference between being filled with the Holy Spirit at salvation and then the baptique, so the baptism of the Holy Spirit where you speak with another language and he induces you with power, dynamic dynamite power. Why? I want to show you the difference. In John chapter 14, this is before Pentecost. In John chapter 14, verses 13 and following, it says this. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot and from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. So what are they thinking? Natural. Got a lot of people. They're all hungry. What do we do? Let them go buy themselves some food in town. Jesus is thinking what? Super. Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. What? (sighs) You give them something to eat. I'm with the disciples on this one, I gotta tell you. Thousands of people, they're all hungry. Now they're getting hangry. And I don't have, what am I gonna do? We're all thinking natural at this point. Jesus is thinking super. Here's what he says. That they tell him, we have only five loaves and two fish. They have a natural mindset. Now we know what happens. Jesus prays over it, blesses it, and not only is he a God that meets the need, but they, they gathered 12 basketfuls left over. That's supernatural right there. You see, in our lives, we have these situations all the time. We need something to happen. And we come up with a natural solution. And God's going, hey, wait a minute. If you would renew your mind and transform your thinking, I've got something super planned to happen, but you have to allow it to happen. Instead of you fixing it, let me fix this. Let me show you what I can do in this situation. And I got to tell you, there's been many times where I did not allow God to do it. And God had to discipline me. Anybody ever been disciplined by God? So, so I've got to change my thinking because my spiritual new doesn't automatically mean my thinking is transformed. I got to get to spiritual. Now, here's what happens after the day of Pentecost. Same disciples. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. At three in the afternoon, Now a man who was lame from birth being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts when he saw Peter and John about to enter he asked them for money. Now before Pentecost I guarantee you Peter would have said hey dude we don't have any money but you can go over there to the ATM and get some. Right? Natural response. But this is after Pentecost. This is after the day of Pentecost where the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised has descended from heaven and anointed them with power, dynamic power from on high. And so here's what they say. Peter looked straight at him. I love that. As did John. Then Peter said, look at us. Don't keep your head down. Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. That's natural thinking. I don't have silver and gold. If you're coming to me for natural, I don't have it. But, but, what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Wow. That's nothing like pre-Pentecost thinking. He not only tells him to look at me, he says, I'm gonna give you what I have, rise up and walk, and then it does what? He reaches over, takes the guy, he's not giving the guy a chance to lay there, he's taking the guy by the hand, picking him up. That's power, that's super thinking right there. It's not saying, well, now wiggle your toe and let's see what happens. Uh, Let me see if you got a little muscle there in your calf muscle, see if you can do it. He didn't let him wobble. He grabbed him by the hand and said, stand up. And here's what happened. Read it right here. It says, he jumped to his feet. You don't jump after being lame for your life. Your muscles have atrophied. He jumped to his feet, began to walk, and then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping. This dude had been just horizontal seconds before. Had his head down. And now he's walking and jumping. This dude does not care what you think. Come on. I'm I'm trying to get a little Pentecostal here. This guy has said, I I don't care what you're thinking in the natural. All I know is something super just happened to me. He was walking and jumping and praising God and went into the house of God going, I don't know what's happened to you, but I know something's happened to me, something super, and I want you to get what I got. I tell you what, when you go from natural to super, you won't care anymore what people think about you in your worship because you're worshiping him in spirit and in truth and you're giving your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This is not something that's just in my spirit. This is not something that is just in my mind, but it is now in my body. Hallelujah. And I know the will of God and I'm going to allow him to move in my life, move my church, moving my family because this is supernatural living, hallelujah we are not of this world the Bible says we're aliens we walk different because we are not caterpillars and the problem is we got to get our minds thinking like butterflies, thinking like eagles we're not buzzards, we don't eat dead stuff Eagles don't eat dead stuff, they catch fresh fish. Come on, God has created us to be living beings. In him we live and move and have our being. It's affected not only my spirit, but my mind, the way I think and the way I walk and the way I talk and the way I dress. Yeah, look at my tennis shoes, that's spirit tennis shoes today. I don't care what you think about my shoes. Some people go, I can't take my eyes off my of shoes. I see a bunch of you just tearing at my shoes. Don't worry about my shoes. Don't worry about anything. Just let God begin to change you transform you I'm a transformer I've been changed I am not who I was that man is dead and gone but I am alive in Christ Paul said I am crucified with Christ yet I'm still living but it's not me it is Christ in me the hope of glory and he too can live in every one of you and give you life and joy and peace and you'll be jumping and shouting and running why because it's affecting my body hallelujah The Holy Spirit has got to affect our thinking, our will, and our emotions, and then it affects our bodies. And so many times, man will look at us and judge us from the outside in. The word of God said God looks at the heart and judges from the inside out. I've seen a lot of Christians who tried to be transformed, but they were still conformed. They were still caught up on the outward. Listen, the outward means nothing to God until the inward gets fixed. He looks on the heart, the motive of why we do what we do. Because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We've gotta be transformed from natural to super. They had a renewed mindset. Their spirit had been transformed. Their minds transformed. Peter said, I wish I would have had this anointing on, on the day we fed those thousands. I would have never went to Jesus and complained. I would have just said, hey, we got some fish. We got some loaves. Let's pray over this thing and let's do it. We've got enough. There's no problems. I wonder how many times in our life if our mind had been super thinking instead of natural thinking, we would have said, this is not even a problem. I'm not even gonna bother God with this one because I know that I know that I know God is gonna do something in this situation because his word says so. And we give the devil so much credit for things he doesn't even do. Well, the devil's got me depressed. No, you're not depressed. Your mind's depressed. Get your thinking right. Right. Think on these things in Philippi. Paul wrote the church at Philippi and says, think on the right things, things that are holy and just, good report. You know the scriptures. You start having a bad day, look at what you're thinking about. You can't control what comes in, but you control what you chew on, what you meditate on, what you allow to stick in your spirit, man. I have found that so many times Christians are so conformed that they forgot about transforming. Well, what's the world going to think? Who cares? I'm worried about what my father thinks. I'm worried about at the end of this moment, when I get through preaching, if he says, well done, that's all I'm worried about. If he says, well done, I'm good. You may go, I I can't believe pastor wore tennis shoes or I can't believe that shirt, whatever. She should have a suit on. That's outward stuff, come on. Maybe next Sunday I'll wear a suit, but it's a cookout after church, so hey. Yeah. We've got to be transformed. We've got to get out of the natural into the super. We've got to have our mind renewed. Here's what we need to start saying. I know what my marriage may look like, but I know what God's word says. I know my health may be giving me a report, but I know that by his stripes... I know my finances are all messed up, but I tithe and God will be faithful. I know they're telling me I won't have a job, but God's gonna give me a job no matter whether it's here or there. I know that I know that I know. I know that my kids are going and they're straying away from God, but God's word said if I train that child up in the way he should go, he will not depart from it when he's old. I am believing God's word. I may know that my situations may look bad but I've been chewing on something this week hallelujah I've been doing that myself I tell you what I don't care what the enemy brings against me I don't care what kind of thoughts he puts in my mind because here's what I say I know what you're trying to do I know what you're saying but I've been chewing on something this week and what I've been chewing on it trumps whatever you're putting in my heart it put trumps whatever you're putting in my mind because I know that I know that I know that my God is able my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or imagine. I know that my God is able because the power of God dwells inside of me and it dwells inside of you for us to not be natural but to be supernatural men and women of God. To believe anything can happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe anything Anything can happen. I know there's only a few loaves and fish, but I know the multiplier. I know you may be having problems. Somebody comes to you with problems, you, can, you, need, to, you need to be super. Say, hey, look at me. Look at me. I'm not gonna give you a program to follow, but look at me, because I got something you need. This morning, I spent some time chewing on something and it wasn't a bagel. This morning, I spent some time chewing on something and it wasn't a drive-through sandwich. I spent some time chewing on the word of God and here's what the word of God says. Here's Here's what it says. Heaven and earth may pass away, but my word will never pass away. It's, it's, it's this word, yakum, yakum, it will never be moved. My word never moves, hallelujah. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It stands strong, it is a rock. You build your life on it and you will not be moved. We've seen the rivers flood this area in the last few weeks and a lot of things have moved. If you go over here to the Arkansas River, you have them let out the water. All of a sudden, the water goes down. The sandbars are changing every week. That happens. Things are shifting in the sand. But if you're on a rock, guess what, baby? You are standing strong. Whatever comes to you in the natural, you turn it to the super. Hallelujah. You stand by the faith of the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. Hallelujah. Upon this rock, upon this rock, I got something that I'm chewing on. I don't know if you can tell it today, but this week I've been chewing on something that's got me fired up. I've been chewing on something that says, hey, wait a minute. I gotta get my thinking right. I gotta get my mind in the right place. I've been letting other things bother me that shouldn't be bothering me. Why? Because I'm thinking in the natural and I should be thinking in the super hallelujah and there may be some of you today you may be guilty like me sometimes listen life happens and a lot of things come at us colossians 3 1 3 3 says this since then you have been raised with christ you've been raised with christ hallelujah set your heart on things above where christ is Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. You see that layering there? Set your heart. That's your spirit. Set your mind. Mind is your will and emotions. Your thinking. Because you have been hidden with Christ in God. Wow. Wow. I'm with Christ and I'm in God. And I'm anointed by the Holy Spirit. I'm a trifecta, baby. You better watch out. I'm a trifecta. I have got the Holy Spirit living within me as a person. He is dwelling me and empowering me. I am hidden in Christ, in God. Whew. Why are we thinking natural? Natural. What can God do in your life? What is your heart set on today? What is your mind set on today? What are you chewing on? What you been chewing on this week? What is in your innermost being? You see, our DNA has been transformed at salvation. We are no longer no longer dead. Now we gotta get our soul transformed. Our mind, our will, and our emotions. We've gotta get our bodies transformed from natural to super, yeah. So often, in even in the church, people judge us from the outside in. What are you wearing? Who are you wearing? I don't know who I'm wearing. Wearing something, I don't know. Whatever my wife buys me is what I wear. Yeah. What kind of car are you driving? You're Ford or Chevy or Dodge or Volvo or BMW, whatever. What kind of house are you living in? Brick? Is it gonna be stucco? Is it wood? How many square feet is it? You know? Do you have a four hundred one K? Do you not? Who knows? All these things people look at in the natural and we forget about the super because inside of every one of us is a dynamic power of the Holy Spirit wanting to transform us from natural to super. I want to challenge you this week. When you come into natural situations in your life this week, don't think like a natural person thinks begin to lay it at the presence and at the feet of God and say, God, what do you want to do in this situation? Because you're a God that wants to have leftovers. I remember growing up in the Assemblies of God and the mindset was, we pray to a God who barely gives us enough to make it. You know? I never found that in the scriptures once I started studying it. When God said, build me a house, that dude did not want to spare any money. He said, you bring all your gold and all your silver and you get the best craftsmen, and you build this thing and just read about it. Oh man, this place was magnificent. In today's economy, it would be billions of dollars. Yeah. And then God says, I want to lavish upon you extravagant love. I want you to live like my kids, your royalty, your kings, your your royalty. You live in palaces. Act like it. Think like it. You know, there's difference between thinking uh, and people who have lots and lots of money and people who have very, very little money. There's a difference in thinking. How are we going to fix this? Well, how are we going to do this? I challenge you today to start thinking super and not natural. To start laying all of your situations at the feet of Jesus Christ and going, what do you want to do in this? I want him to affect our young people. I want him to affect our young singles and young married couples. I want them not to grow up the way we did thinking that God just barely gets you by. He just barely gives you enough. But I want them to go, I want everything you got. Would you stand with me this morning? join us anytime at PCACHurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.